This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Curious Plot, a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency formerly known as FLM Harvest. Learn more at CuriousPlot.agency. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Environmental Protection Agency is taking action to ban the use of chlorpyrifos. The agency will move the ban in a process expected to expedite its effectiveness rather than through a full notice and comment period. That's the result of a mandate from the Ninth Circuit that sped up the process and could serve as the conclusion to a lengthy fight over the use of the pesticide. Steve Davies has more in his story on agripulse.com. U.S. exporters are expecting a good year for soybean trade with China. The numbers might not reach the eye-popping status of last year, but Mac Marshall with the United Soybean Board and U.S. Soybean Export Council says there's still plenty to like. Now, our order book is looking, I think, quite robust this time of year. We've got over 10 million metric tons in forward sales, 4 million of that to China. Now, it's not the same volume that we saw this time last year, but overall, the volumes that we've got committed are really exciting. Marshall says soybean oil has also driven good numbers after increased demand to fulfill renewable diesel plant announcements. Bill Thompson has more on the current U.S.-China soybean trade outlook in his story on agripulse.com. As the Biden administration works to develop a new way to define waters of the U.S., an ag lobbyist following the issue is expecting regulators will thread the needle between the last two attempts. EPA Administrator Michael Regan has said he wants to craft a durable rule, something that many others in the WOTUS conversation would be okay with after attempts by the Obama and Trump administrations to do the same. Scott Yeager handles WOTUS issues for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. He says one of the biggest issues the administration will have to address is ephemeral streams, those that flow after heavy rains but might not exist at all during dry years. They're going to need to figure out how much of an effect requires federal jurisdictional control. And that's the question that they really need to answer. And that's the question we really try to get the Trump administration to draw a clear line in the sand on. That they actually didn't take us up on it. They actually went with this kind of amorphous typical year standard, which was not my favorite, but overall better than the 2015 rule. So they're going to have to find a line and how to draw that is going to be very, uh, uh, that is going to be the core issue of how they they split the difference on a new rule, and it's not easy to do. He says he's expecting the process to repeal the existing navigable waters protection rule from the Trump administration to take about two years. If I were to prognosticate on timing here, if they do propose the repeal like they say they are at the end of this year, let's say December 2021, there's going to be months of public comment process. Um, They'll have to read all those comments, incorporate significant feedback into all their, into their comment summary and responses, and then finalize a repeal probably next spring, maybe as late as about this time next year. After that, the Biden administration will need to write new language of its own. The second step is a second separate rulemaking process to define, to have to be the new definition of WOTUS, right? It'll be the new Biden definition of WOTUS, and that'll have to also go through a months-long process to propose, take comment, and then finalize it. Yeager also points out something that is hanging over the process. The Supreme Court of today is very different from previous iterations that have weighed in on the issue. The dairy industry is looking to adapt to what the consumer is looking for. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Dairy producers are looking at new ways to innovate and contribute to nutritional needs of consumers. 
Paul Zyminski of Dairy Management Incorporated says these investments include things like milk filtration technologies. That will enable to extract the value of the micronutrients of milk to enhance the nutritional needs of consumer. He says the industry is also explaining dairy's role in gut health. Science will be able to actually tell them causing that distress or the role of dairy in actually helping with things like inflammation and probiotics, gut health. Zeminski says other innovations center around blending or creating new flavor palettes for dairy, such as cheese infused with fruit, wine, and nuts. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by Curious Plot, a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients, formerly known as FLM Harvest. Learn more online at CuriousPlot.agency. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.